today on the Tearsheet Podcast. You know, life insurance hasn't changed much for the last few hundred years. The only significant change was when smoking rates were introduced mm -hmm. about 40, 50 years ago. Right. But essentially, life insurance is really death insurance. It just pays out when people die. But I thought that life insurance could be something much more than that. Life insurance can be a vehicle to inspire people to live their best lives. And ultimately, it's a win-win. If we can help our members live longer, happier, healthier lives, when, then we'll have to, there'll be less claims, there'll be happier customers. So it's a true win-win. So that's our whole philosophy of life insurance, to really inspire people to live healthier lives every single day. Hey, this is Zach Miller, Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief. I wanted to tell you about our upcoming Convergence Conference. Banks and top fintechs are both headed in the same direction. They're building products and services to handle an increasing share of their customers' needs. Whether a firm started as a bank or a personal finance app, we're all headed in the same direction. Tearsheet's Convergence Conference explores this trend. With senior speakers from Chase, Citizens, American Express, KeyBank, Anchorage, and more. Go to the Tearsheet website and click Conferences for more information. The Convergence Conference is sponsored by Publicis Sapien. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. Listening to Sammy Rubin, and it's hard not to feel his infectious excitement about his firm, ULife. He's taken the humdrum of life insurance and gamified it. ULife's app feels much more like an exercise or meditation app than it does insurance. It's that openness to reimagine financial services that colors his leadership, his company, and products. Sammy joins me on the podcast to discuss the genesis of ULife, his previous entrepreneurship in the space, and his approach to life insurance. We talk about how early customers of his firm have responded to gamified insurance, how they're using the app, and how they're making positive changes in their lives. We also look forward to see what else he's gearing up to do. ULife founder and CEO, Sammy Rubin, is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. My name is Sammy Rubin. I'm the founder and CEO of ULife. ULife is a new tech-driven life insurance company that aims to inspire people to live their best lives. Oh, so I want to unpack that. That's great, Sammy. Welcome to the show. Um, so tech-driven uh, insurance company, what, what, is, what does that mean? Well, as we know, insurance is a huge market. And one of the areas that hasn't really been disrupted till now is life insurance. You know, life insurance hasn't changed much for the last few hundred years. The only significant change was when smoking rates were introduced mm -hmm. about 40, 50 years ago. Right. But essentially, life insurance is really death insurance. It just pays out when people die. But I thought that life insurance could be something much more than that. Life insurance can be a vehicle to inspire people to live their best lives. And ultimately, it's a win-win. If we can help our members live longer, happier, healthier lives, when, then we'll have to, there'll be less claims, there'll be happier customers. So it's a true win-win. So that's our whole philosophy of life insurance, to really inspire people to live healthier lives every single day. And do you have a personal story there? Is that something that, that really speaks to you individually? Yeah. I mean, I started my first startup with my late, with my late father, um, back when I was at, as at college, just as I was leaving university in London. And we built up a business very quickly, and I IPO'd that business within five years. At wow. the time, I was the youngest director of a public financial company. Um, and I was running that for about seven years. And then I realized myself that I, I was burnt out. I burnt myself out physically, mentally, emotionally. 
you know, I had all the trappings in a way. Externally, everything looked amazing, a lot of material sort of success. And, and, it, and it was great to build that startup from scratch and to IPO it. But at the same time, it was at the compromise of my own personal well-being. So I took a six-month sabbatical. I spent different time at different wellness centers around the world, in the US and in Israel. I changed my diet. I learned yoga. I learned meditation. And within a couple of months, I was feeling so much better. And really, since then, I came back to the UK. I sold that business. But I made it my ambition for my next startups and my next ventures to be around inspiring wellness and well-being. So... Yeah, that's a little bit of my story and why and why I'm so excited about what we're building at ULife. And why is this um, why is this go round going to be different than the other one? Like, what are you doing personally to, especially? I mean, these are really trying, anxious times during during the pandemic. Like, what are you doing personally to assure that um, you don't burn out again? Oh, I see. Well, our whole proposition around ULife is to encourage daily healthy habits, mental well-being, physical well-being, social well-being. So obviously, as CEO and founder of the company, I, I need to walk the talk and, li- and, li- and live, live the story myself. So I just make sure that I'm, I'm looking after myself. I have a good work-life balance. Um, I, we've created the currency of well-being called Ucoin within our app, which rewards you with Ucoin for every mile you walk or every two minutes of mindfulness meditation. So I walk a lot, I meditate, I do yoga. Um, generally, as a business, we attract people to our company who are looking for a full life, where it's not just about work, but there's things beyond work. And we encourage that for people to live a rich, holistic life. And that's something that I'm really proud of, the culture that we're building within the company. So so I think this is really fascinating because the way you talk and the way you describe your, your customers and employees it is quite different from the typical guests on the show and is quite different than um, other fintech founders. Um, who, who, so can we drill down a little bit on what you said about your customers, the people you attract? Who, who are these people? And at what point do they equate you know, life insurance with other, I guess, ethos of, of, of living a full life? Like where, where does that connection happen? So they're not typing that to Google, are they? <laughs> no, exactly. So essentially, what we do is we cover the employees of companies. So in the UK, we're that's our that's our market at the moment. Most businesses over two hundred and fifty people will offer life insurance for their employees. That's an employee benefit, and that's seen as very standard. But up till now, it's a very vanilla offering. It's just given at two or four times their salary, and that's it. Most employees don't even know that they have it, or if they do, they certainly don't know which company it's with. But what we do as part of our proposition is that we provide the same protection as other insurance companies. So if an employee passes away, then they'll be, they'll, they'll be paid out. There's obviously the, the solid protection in place. But in addition to that, they have access to different well-being services. So for example, we, they have access to a virtual doctor. They can make an appointment within four hours to see a doctor. They have access to counseling for those people who are struggling with their mental well-being. And then they have access to our app. And as I was, as I was saying, we've created this currency of well-being called Ucoin. And we've created this really gamified experiences where our members go through different worlds and level up. And they, they do quests, simple quests, like a 10-minute walk or a five-minute meditation. And they can progress every day through these different levels, earning more Ucoin, 
and accessing more well-being benefits as a part of that. So it's a whole robust integrated proposition for businesses. And especially now, post-COVID, companies are looking to offer their employees something much more than just life insurance. They're looking to create an ecosystem of well-being. And New Life can really help companies now build that ecosystem of well-being for their employees. It's almost like you're describing a wellness app that has insurance embedded in it as opposed to an insurance app that does wellness. It's kind of right, Zach. I mean, from the very beginning, we, we had a, we came in with a different take to the insurance. We talked less about life insurance and we did talk more about well-being. And you're right, we see we see life insurance as essential. It's a really important, but it's it sits within the well-being proposition rather than it's all about the life insurance, we see it as part of financial well-being. Got it. And Sammy, when you were talking about uh, your market being the UK, you said for now, um, what's your philosophy about, um, you know, internationalizing your life? Well, part of our Series B um, raise, we just raised $70 million Series B. Part of that raise is to internationalize our offering. I mean, we're really excited. We have global ambition. We believe our mission of inspiring people to live their best lives is something that can certainly travel across different countries. And therefore, we've been looking at different different areas of the market, different locations around the world that we see have a sort of similar attributes to the UK in that there is a demand for life insurance, but it's a very standard vanilla offering. It's just a commodity, essentially, and that there is an aspiration for well-being. And we've looked at Southeast Asia. We're look, we've looked at Europe. We are very much excited about the prospects of North America. Um, and we are, we're, we're not announcing anything yet, but we do have plans to launch in our first country next year. Awesome. And I, and I guess, um, would the distribution model be the same? It sounds like you're selling in directly to the companies. And so there, there needs to be some type of um, accepted practices offering that as part of a, a, an employment engagement. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, so yeah. How, how do you get to the companies? What's the, what's the, uh, what's the distribution strategy? So we have a, a hybrid strategy. We work, the, most of the current market is traditionally sold through brokers, the very large brokers like Aon, Marsh, Mercer, mm-hmm. Willis. These are the big brokers in the US, and probably 80, 90% of the group life insurance market is conducted through those. So we have excellent relationships with these top tier brokers and brokers that really understand our value proposition, as opposed to the vanilla life insurance, this is something different that New Life is offering. So we work with all of those businesses, but at the same time, we also have a direct sales team. And that's something that's really important for us. So what we do is we put on wellbeing events for heads of HR, for for people managers, heads of people. We talk about mental wellbeing in the workplace. We have guest speakers, we have events, and therefore we engage and we inspire the heads of HR within organizations that then come to us and approach us about bringing you life to their businesses. And often the final sale may be done through a broker in addition with a broker, but it's often initiated from within the organization through our direct sales team. Right. I, I've seen that dynamic for it's almost like a B2B2B sale. Um, but you're, you're, by going direct and through going to brokers, they, they accentuate one another. Exactly. It works really well. It's a true win-win. So we're never looking to replace the broker, but at the same time, having that direct proposition, direct relationship, let's say, with the organization themselves, just 
excites the people in the organization from the word go. And rather than hearing it through secondhand, through an intermediary, they're, they're hearing it through ourselves. And um, we have a very strong presence on social media. We have strong presence on LinkedIn. And a lot of companies reach out to us because there's nothing like this in the market. This idea, this bri bridging wellness and insurance together. And therefore, we're getting a lot of inbound interest. Interesting. Um, I'm also kind of curious uh, what, what uh, additional, like, I, I want to look at the, the financial product side of it. Like, um, beca because it's tied into uh, behavior, there's some behavior triggers, I guess. Uh, what did it take to create uh, the actual financial product, um, the engineering that went around behind that? Well, we've currently we're working as an MGA model. Mm -hmm. So we are partnering, we have, um, we work with a, several insurers that provide the insurance um, to within the new life proposition. So that's, as I said, that's given as a very basic, and that's something that we've negotiated with those carriers themselves independently. And, and then in addition, we've, as I've said, we've built this whole, we've designed the game and the whole gamified experience around that, that includes all these wellness services. Within that, we've also partnered with wellbeing services, for example, um, Fitbit, with Calm, with Garmin. So our members, for example, will be able to access Garmin at a 40% discount or buy Fitbits for over 20% off or Calm, the leading mindfulness app, they're able to get that for three months for free or half price after that. So what, what we're creating is this whole ecosystem of wellbeing partners where the employees are able to access those well-being partners at a huge discount to what they'd normally be able to buy them, them at, but then get rewarded through Ucoin for engaging in those um, services. So the well-being feeds into the Ucoin, feeds into the gamification. It's all underpinned by the insurance that we have working with our partnership with our carriers, and it all feeds. I mean, the, the really exciting element about this long term, and this will take time, is to build a whole new dynamic underwriting model whereby we are reimagining a new risk model for life insurance based around lifestyle based around engagement mm. i guess that's where i was headed with that question so right now it sounds like it's 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 in a standard product with the the wellness and gamification layer on top of it eventually you want to get through to the to the to the core of, of the the financial product itself Exactly. So, I mean, that's the holy grail, that, mm -hmm. and that will take a while. And we're working with reinsurers around that, and we're building a whole data science and, and AI team around that. We're collecting so much data, so many pieces of data around steps data, mindfulness, different time types of engagement. We're looking at cohorts of businesses across, in the, often enterprise businesses with cohorts in different locations. And through their activity, we're able to get a really clear picture of, of the risk model, especially around groups of people and groups of people within a business, which is fascinating. And over time, we can, that will then feed into a new, we're calling it like a win-win risk model, whereby mm -hmm. we plan to um, give back premiums or give back value in some way to both the company and to the employee for engaging in those healthy activities. And, that, and that's really exciting because that, that whole dynamic of building a new risk model based on lifestyle. Um, and where does where are you hiring most of your talent from? Are you hiring financial or insurance industry professionals? You also are hiring wellness professionals. What what is the composition of uh, the talent look like at Ulife? Yeah, so maybe about twenty percent is from the insurance industry. 
I, right from the outset, I was very keen to make sure that a lot of the creative talents comes from outside the industry. So obviously we've got our actuaries and we've got all, all those robust, the underwriters are in place and from traditional insurance backgrounds, our head of distribution has got 20 years experience, one of the leading insurers, our CFO also spent many years in leading insurance um, companies. But then our chief tech officer is a, is a huge gamer, obsessed mm. with games, using a lot of gamification techniques. Our chief operating officer is also has a fintech background, not, not an insurance background. And we're, we're, we're recruiting people from all over, especially from wellness industries, um, from people who've been who forged a career maybe in wellness, but may have originally come from a corporate background, and they found with a new life a way to, in a way, integrate both of their, their passion for wellness, but also some of that, that corporate aspect as well. So we're getting a lot of people from different, um, especially now we're, we're hiring from all over the world because we're essentially working as a remote team, mm-hmm. and therefore we're able to um, attract talent from, um, from all over and from different industries. It's very exciting. And you mentioned before, Sammy, that you use you have these two channels. You have the direct channel and the, and the brokered channel. Um, you also use uh, social media. You mentioned LinkedIn. Um, what does the funnel look like? Is it is it uh, you know hitting the uh, or connecting with the head of people on LinkedIn and inviting that person to an event first? Like what 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 I guess what does the top of the funnel look like? Yeah, a lot a lot of that is exactly that. It's going to conferences. I mean, when conferences were in person. That was something. When was that? Right. Yeah, that was a while back. But but even now they're sort of starting again. All those remote. There's some great remote conferences. We do some great webinars. Um, companies are thirsty for this. You know, post COVID, they're grappling with um, how do they create a culture of well-being. You know, before COVID, when we started the business, you know, three four years ago. We were talking about wellness and for, in companies, and you know, companies were were coming to us, but it was the outliers, really. I mean, it was taking on; it was becoming trendy, and people realised the importance of that. But post COVID, this has become essential now. So companies realise how important it is to look after the being of their staff, especially now that employees are working remotely. They're looking for for use finding technological ways to really engage their staff. And for example, we have a leaderboard. So every company has a leaderboard where employees mm. can compete with one another. We've got duels where people can challenge their coworker for a duel to see how much, how many steps they can walk in a particular day. There's lots of ways that we've created social cohesion, especially for remote workforces around well-being, which is something that I'm particularly inspired by. That is really interesting. Um, Sammy, what's what's your perspective also on taking ULife um, horizontally, I guess, into other financial products? I'm, I'm thinking particularly like a banking type product. Well, what we are doing is that we found that through the engagement with the employees, we're building a personal relationship with those employees. You know, around 60% of our members download the app, and then over a third of them are engaging with our app every single day. So we have around, on average, 120 touch points with our members every year, which compared to the insurance industry is obviously um, a huge, huge difference. And we're realizing now that we can serve those employees with, with more products. So, for example, next month, we're rolling out our first personal life insurance product, whereby a company may offer four times salary to an employee, but that employee may need more insurance. 
they maybe go through a life change and they want to top up their life insurance, they'll be able to do that directly with ULife. Next quarter, we are rolling out dental insurance. Again, with a partner there, with Bupa, we're going to be offering you know, a world-class, best-in-class dental insurance so that our individual member can top up their insurance and get extra dental insurance. All these products will come with a win-win element so that our members will be inspired to live a healthier life, to look after, let's say, their oral hygiene, and they'll get rewards for doing so. And then next year, we go, we're looking at different, with different other protection products that are relevant to people's lives. And in the remaining time that we have, I'm curious, this is, this is really just a personal question, but what was the most surprising thing you found um, this time around starting up a, a startup uh, with ULife, like something you, you wouldn't have expected in the beginning? Wow. Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I suppose the power of gamification. It was, you know, it was our co-founder, Josh Hart, that we, we were riding the subway and, and he said to me, look, look at everyone taking out their phones. Everyone's playing Candy Crush. <laughs> he says, let's, can we apply that to the world of insurance? And I thought, hey, that's crazy. You know, we, let's follow, we've got to engage people with our app and with insurance, but, but we're a life insurance company at the end of the day. But we, we experimented with it, and, and it's amazing how well it's taken off. The, the world of life insurance and the world of gamification seems so such polar opposites, yet somehow we're managing to bridge those two worlds. And for me, it's a huge surprise, huge excitement, and it's really gratifying to see now the engagement we're getting through integrating such different worlds. It's great talking to you again, Sammy. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Atersheet Podcast today. It's an absolute pleasure, Zach. Have a great day.